Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast with iHeartRadio and 111 Productions, and I am joined by my ball club here, my team, uh, Amy Sugarman, Danielle Romo, Riley Prius. <laughs> Priestess. Price, priceless. Riley very Priceless. Very close. Riley Priceless. Priceless. I feel bad because after Milo and Isaac, people are stuck back with us again. So it's like, we feel a little bad about we, that. I don't feel bad. I do. I think the I think the our four combined personalities make up two of theirs. I, I think <laughs> I think the math works out for us somewhat. 
people shaking their heads all over the world we, nah. because we read the reviews and so when we read the reviews we know the truth but no i you know what i i i stopped reading them <laughs> they are painful sometimes sometimes they're very painful because <laughs> we're just here trying to love a, love a show that's it trying to love a yeah. show. yeah the personal invective i feel is unnecessary but <laughs> i think it's character building yeah, it does make you stronger. You right. cry, you cry the first, you know, right. hundred, and then you're like, oh, yeah. I don't have any tears left. Okay, character, character building experiences. <laughs> They're taking me down a bunch of notches, and I, I just was like, what? I'm reading your guys, and I'm like, God, I, I hope that doesn't happen to me. And then I'll read one, and that's happening to me now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They, they are. Uh, you know, they come after anybody. It doesn't matter. But we love them. We love them all. Right. And we're trying to do what they say. I will say that. We read the reviews and we go, okay, good note. We're going to try that. Yes. So we're, we're taking we the have, criticism. We're good about that. We, we implement a lot of the ideas coming from these 100%. very personal missives, shall we? Communications. Well, Emily in Wonderland, I can't wait to hear your thoughts because I have a lot. Emily in Wonderland? You know... It just it just really hit me how desperate Emily is to have a great relationship. She's got all this stored up love and 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 wants to shower Rory with it and all the love and excitement that she could not shower on Lorelai because Lorelai left and it was just it's a, she's been waiting for so long mm-hmm. and now she has her chance and you know I was discussing this with my wife I said. You know, Emily is just, she was devastated when they walked into the shed. Uh, and I mean, that was a very, very powerful moment uh, of the entire series so far. And um, and made Rory a room and called her and asked her what she loved the most, what colors and what band and, you know, what flowers your favorite. Made her this beautiful room. And, and you know, I guess Lorelai didn't really have much of a problem with it. A little bit. I mean, she was a little taken aback, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can... You, can't not expect that, right? Um, but I think I think Emily was justified, and from her point of view, like, mm-hmm. did you really hate us that much? Yeah. Where you know you you denied yourself uh, a relationship with us to live in a shed mm-hmm. with you know with with shovels leaning up against the wall with your baby daughter and feeding ducks and I mean like what? I don't blame her, but. Um, so I was having this conversation with my wife and she, she explained that, you know, the mother daughter dynamic is far, can be far more overbearing than, you know, the, obviously the, uh, the, the grandmother, granddaughter dynamic. So I, there's a lot of pressure for, uh, I guess a young Lorelei to become like Emily. I think Emily wanted her to be like her and there was just this overbearing, her overbearing nature to, to keep the family dynasty going and to keep the traditions going. And it was, you know, everything is very at a, at a, a certain level, very superficial and appearances must be kept up. And, and this is just how it has to go. This is how a Gilmore behaves. This is how a Gilmore speaks. Mm-hmm. This is how a Gilmore, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is how a Gilmore lives. And uh, Lorelai just was not down for it. And the more pressure you put on her, the more she's going to go away. And, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's a, you know, the Paris Hilton story, right? It's like, it's like, all well, if you, my, I don't know about that. My wife informed me about 
<laughs> oh, she made, oh, she made the comparison. She did. She did. She made a comparison. Yeah, I, I, I felt like Emily was justified in the way she felt. Mm-hmm. It's the way she expresses it yeah. that comes across very harsh. Right. And I think then it really uh, pushes Lorelai away. Because if Emily would approach it differently and say, it broke my heart to see that when we would have been here for you why did that happen the way it did? And what was interesting is Rory brings it up later when they're walking Mm -hmm. after they left and said, do you think the two of you will ever really communicate about it? Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah. She said, no. Interesting. No way. And, and, you know, who would sit there and tolerate the, and here's another interesting thing that came up and it's like, you know, during the opening scene, uh, the dinner scene, uh, hey, you know, and I, I couldn't find two additional chairs. I'm two, two chairs short of a set. And Lorelai says, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that, you know, the only, the only reason Emily is taking this is to be with her granddaughter. She's tolerating all of that, all of those, ins- all the sarcasm and all the hatred and all the insults. Um, and she's just, and Laurel, I probably feels like she's just giving it back to her mom, what her mom gave her. You make a great point. But it's not how anybody in the real world would ever interact with their family. It wouldn't happen. All of every, yeah. and this is why I think, I think Laurel is one of the more interesting characters in the history of television, because it's all subtext that's being yeah. expressed. Mm-hmm. This is all the stuff that nobody ever said, but now she's she's saying it. Yeah, Rory and Richard don't communicate the way Emily and Lorelai do. Mm -mm. They come much from a more reserved way and with more kindness. Lorelai and Emily just have this Mm -hmm. stabby snarkiness when they go at it. Justified, but it's just too mean. But it's also, Lorelai also extends this to other characters in, in the drama. I mean, yeah. she's subtextual. She verbalizes subtext with me. She does it with Rachel. All those quippy little jokes with Rachel. She does yeah. it with everyone. And especially with Luke. It it's comes yeah. from a place of more love and kindness. Mm-hmm. But even the jokes when you come, when she's in the apartment right. and then the scene, which we'll, we'll discuss all this, but the scene in the stock room was really cool. I, right. I, I do too. I, I, great scene. Great scene. Yeah. But, but so, but. You know, for me, it like, it makes me feel like, you know, Amy is writing, the the writing is influenced by her father because it feels like shtick, you know, not Mm -hmm. in a negative sense, but it feels Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to make a lead character. Obviously, you know, Lorelai is what Amy maybe wishes she was or a version of herself um, that it physically looks like this and verbalizes all this sort of like kind of sticky comedian stuff. Her dad was a, I don't know if her dad was a huge, I don't know if her dad was a huge comedian, but he was in that circle of all those big comedians. So that's what she grew up with. I think you're right. It is sticky. Yeah. But, but I like it. I do too. I mean, it's very funny and fast and fast and funny. I'm a big fan of fast and funny. But it's interesting. And so, that's why people like watching this show yes. so many times. Because it's all the because it's all the things that they want to say that nobody in the real world would ever say. And you miss things. So when you're that's like, you know, Isaac even talked about it, that he would just watch it through and watch it through again. Mm-hmm. 
it's that kind of show because you, you, no matter what you miss stuff. Mm -hmm. So when you're watching again, it's like fresh content. So you're just like, Oh my God. Right. And it's so dense and so fast that there's no way the human brain could like even retain it all. So you're just getting fresh episodes each time you go around the loop of the whole series. Very interesting device. Very, Mm -hmm. very interesting way to approach a television. It really is. Very clever. It's There's so much ping-ponging between Luke and Lorelai. And it is so fast and it is so, there's so many callbacks to even with the curtains, you know, they're up in the apartment and there's the reference to the curtains. And then of course we get the callback and that's why you're just like, oh my God, this show is so clever and you love it. Cause you're just like, yep, the curtains, you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I mean, even when Rachel says, did you tell me about the hot fashion show? Like it was just like, oh my God. and there's so much and it's so fast. Right. It's all, but yeah, but it's all shtick. It's like, uh, oh yeah, oh those those photographs of Luke and I are, or you and Luke are in the bathroom, and Laura. I so don't want to know why. You know, this guy. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's always know, something. It, it it's like bam, bam, sticky, bam. Which is why when you get mm-hmm. those scenes where the shtick is gone, mm-hmm. they're that much more powerful. There you go. Because you're like it, and that's why you just get this lump in your mm-hmm. throat and this hurt in your chest because you're like. Oh God. Right. It just got real. Right. Just got real. And it gets so real. And it's just very clever. It's just a very clever device, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's constant. It must've been fun to really, must've been so much fun to play that. You know, it must've been so much fun for Lauren Graham to, to just execute all of those great lines. I mean, how much fun to sit down and read those scripts and be in the table read and read all those scripts. And I remember those table reads. I mean, she was just like, she was getting laughs at the table. It seems like you would get on a high. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like as you're going through those scenes and the adrenaline's kind of going and it feels like such a rush because the way the scenes are, it's just like a dance, you know? And so I was going to ask you, like, do you remember, I would almost think you were exhausted at the end of the day because you're just going and going and going. It's, I mean, we're doing as as comedy, but at the end of the day, it's aggressive hostility toward herself, toward other characters, toward her mother, toward me. Toward, I mean, it's all deflecting and it's it's denial. It's you know, it's all that stuff. So it's so it's it's a little bit draining on your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But to play it is fun, and to be the straight man to all those great lines is fun. Because it's all about timing, you know? It's like, it's 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 all that comedic timing. She does it so beautifully. I can't wait to get her on the yeah, show. Can you make a comparison between your work on this show and your work on, say, the event? Oh, God. Night and day. Because the characters day. are so different. Night so, yeah, what, what is that? Can oh. you give me a little, like, your sort of what it feels like? Was this more fun? Well, the f- <sighs> yeah. Okay, so the next series I did after... Uh, Gilmore was called Aliens in America. And that was really great comedy writing as well. It was just a different kind. You know, it was like mm-hmm. half hour mm-hmm. sitcom writing in in a in a single camera format. You know what I mean? So it felt a little mm-hmm. more real, but it had those and it was a it was an all-star team of comedy writers because nobody was doing half hour anymore. And so we had these all these uh uh Emmy winning showrunners on the staff. And we were just on the writing staff and the, and the, and the three showrunners were like these, you know, these giants of the comedy business. So was that more comparable to your experience on Gilmore Girls? 
A little bit. Not the time. There was some timing differences. It wasn't so like one character just dominating the entire thing. Like you know the way the way Lorelai's character just sort of like you know goes through uh, every single character like that, like a like a comedic buzzsaw. Um, and we're sort of following her narrative, and we you know we'll follow right, Rory too. Right, but it always right. comes back to her and her and Rory and her and mom and her and her mom and her and Luke and you know. Um, so she's yeah. the she's the core of the show. But um, but then when I got to the event in 2010, it was like, this is a drama. There's nothing funny about this. Yeah. Um, you know, they had some issues with the writing because they changed. Uh, the original showrunner got swapped out for somebody who, in my opinion, had no feel for this type mm-hmm. of material. And it was odd. It was very difficult to do. <laughs> it was really yeah, difficult. So it was not your same experience you had. On oh, Gilmore it was Dogs. very, very difficult to do because it was, it was kind of confusing. It's, it was a mm-hmm. show that was kind of all over the place in terms of. Yeah, I loved the show, but I agree. Right. I was sort of like, what oh, just happened? Mm-hmm. Like you, you thought this is going to be so, yes. it was sort of ahead of its time where you're like, oh, this is so cool. But it was sort of being, and then it kind of right. flopped. But it was being retooled in real, in the moment. So you yeah. can't really do that and pull that. But anyway, so but Gilmore you, was definitely. So when you look at those shows, like, do you feel like Gilmore was so much more of a family for you as opposed to these other shows? Well, I was thinking did? about that today when I, because I, I watched the episode again right before we came on the air. And there's this, you know, the scene in the, the diner scenes with Rachel and, and Lorelai. And I just thought, boy, I miss that set. You know, I miss that job. Mm-hmm. I really miss having that job because it it was a family feeling, you know, and it was like, that was our you know, the back lot at Warner Brothers was our real estate. That was ours. The entire back lot of Warner Brothers was Stars Hollow. And we were there for seven years. And it, I just, God, it was great. That was great to be on that. And I think we felt it as every guest has come on. But really mm-hmm. with Milo, it was like, wow, you really got the 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 closeness between the two of you. And then I think what I experienced with Isaac was he was very he he expressed so well his love for the show better than any of us are ever mm-hmm. able to communicate it and then i was like mm-hmm. oh wow like it yeah. is so heartwarming it just yeah. is like the what this show did for you all but also for the audience it just people just love it so much yeah. and i think maybe we're getting nostalgic already because we're coming you know we're getting closer to the end of season 1 in our recaps and so i am starting to think like wow, this show really means a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Oh, without question. And and it should because it's all sort of shared experiences. I mean, everybody can relate to these because everybody can sort of pick and choose what experiences they've had and they've, they're highlighted in the show. Um, these are all universal themes, right? So In the stock room, mm-hmm. I think what stood out to me is, and, and I am like a terrible actor, so I would never be able to do this, it's the glance. So you two are talking and she sort of says, I mean, unless there's something, you know, mm-hmm. like standing in your way yeah. and you're like, no, you know, there's nothing standing in my way. But the expressions on both your faces is like, we love each other. Do yeah, you know yeah, yeah, right. It's like a couple of riverboat gamblers holding, <laughs> holding great hands and nobody's going to. And it was just like. Just bluffing each other. Yeah. Wow. And I think Lauren, when I watch Lorelai's expressions. She's so talented because not only does she deliver like the funny lines so perfectly, but she delivers a facial expression, just a tiny mm-hmm. little thing. Mm-hmm. And you, you so get it. And that's what I thought in the stock room was like, and obviously that was the intention, mm-hmm. 
But boy, did it work because you're like, wow, Mm -hmm. why do you two not just tell each other? She had, you know, she has that job of appearing vulnerable, but still guarded and still (laughs) doesn't want to let in, let on to me what her intentions really are. But it's kind of obvious to an audience watching. It. Yeah. And, and she's, you know, I do like her relationship with Rachel. They ha- they do seem like, you know, I don't think, I don't think Lorelai is like a backstabber. She's not going to mm-hmm. tell Rachel these things right. and support Rachel and tell you to date Rachel. And then suddenly like kiss you in the stock room. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that is not her move. Right. She's not that she's very genuine. So she really, you believe that she does want you to be happy. And then in the movie theater scene, when Rory and Lorelai are seeing you guys and he looks happy, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. But there's just that little part that's like, he looks happy. I'm so happy for him, except my heart is breaking a little bit. And isn't it interesting how they keep those worlds separated? The Gilmore world is one world. Luke's, the Star's Hollow world is another world. And Luke's world isn't, is a completely separate universe. And they and rarely do they 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 cross the streams, and when they do, it can be very explosive. But, but yeah, I, you know, the dynamic between the I mean, Rory is the sweetest person. Oh, God, is she okay. a smart, Agreed. sweet person? Just the way My she is with God. her grandma and taking her around the town and getting her the sneakers, and I mean, there was so much in this episode. The scene between Mrs. Kim and Emily is so genius. Mm-hmm. With the two of them negotiating <laughs> over the furniture, and Lane and Rory are watching and like, I wish we had some popcorn, you know, like, it, it, and that's just one little scene in this episode, and that wasn't even like really a major thing. And you just, you're like, God, this, there's so much happening. And Kirk was amazing in this yeah. episode, and you and Rachel, and the the triangle between you, Rachel, and Lorelai is a whole thing in itself because. You are uncomfortable with their friendship. You don't want to say it. And why are they becoming friends? And then the three of you, I mean, it's just, oh, so much. Yeah. I, one of the funnier moments for me, well, I'll just tell you right now, the the best moment, the two best moments in that whole, whole uh, show were uh, Yannick and Rune. I mean, that Yannick Rune scene just had me in tears. I mean, what a, what (laughs) And you have so many to choose from. <laughs> I can't wait till Riley tries to reenact that scene. And the, no, no, we should do that. <laughs> Riley, are you ready for a French accent? You gotta, you gotta give it a shot. And who's gonna be ruined? I'm, I'm not gonna be ruined. Amy, you gotta be ruined. Oh my ruined. gosh, I can't even be ruined. It was so funny because when we were preparing for this episode, we were talking about, you know, uh-huh. who's, who's, who's on the episode, and Danielle's like, you know, Rune comes back on this episode, and I literally <laughs> said to Danielle, I think we've all had enough of Rune, and it's just like, <laughs> no. God. A little did we know that we did not have enough of him because here he was making us laugh again. Oh my God, what. I mean, Truesdale, what a great scene that God. was. And his scene with Emily. Oh. Wait, Riley, try and do a little Michelle. Yeah. What was the line again, Scott? I'm sorry you must be in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you should be in the YMCA or a bus depot. I God. feel like you need eyebrows when you do it. <laughs> I'm sorry you're in the wrong place. You must be looking for the you YMCA. sounds Russian. That's not <laughs> French. Do it. Try again. Try again. Deep in the throat, deep in the throat. You must be. You must be in the wrong. I don't know, it's, it always comes out Russian. 
No one thinks this is funny but us. I know. But we think it's so funny that we're just going to keep doing we're it. Because just... everyone's like, yeah, that part's not funny. And we're like, it's so hilarious. Yeah, I know. It is. It I love Michelle. I, I do Michelle. too. Oh, God. What a character. Oh. Uh, and how about, the mean, how about the mean? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Scott, whoa, 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 really quick. Whoa. Really quick. We just need to play one little clip really quick. Go ahead. Don't bring on my kid. Go away. <laughs> Easton, can you do one more? Just one more. Do the Scott one. Do the Scott one. You know, maybe sometime <laughs> we could. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know uh, why I find that so funny. And then anyway. uh, in the in the theater when Lorelai was was oh what she gonna say? When she it, says to Kirk, "No, no, get you got you need a little seat of fiddle middle pan. You, you don't want to be uh, driving a tractor with that. You get, you get drowsy." And <laughs> she did it with a little Southern accent. Hysterical. Oh I love when Kirk's like, because <clears throat> Rory and Lorelai are talking, and she's like, You got a cold? You got Kirk? a cold, Kirk? <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. The whole thing. Wait, okay, wait. I know we need to take a break. When we come back, uh, I want to hear what you think of Luke and Rachel. Okay. All right. When we come back after these messages, where you're going to get my thoughts on Luke and Rachel. And you might be a little bit surprised. Anyway, we'll be back after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so we're back, everybody. Uh, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast, iHeartRadio, 111 Productions. We're going to discuss, what do we want to discuss? What I think of Luke and Rachel? Want to talk yep. about Luke and Rachel? Hmm? Hmm? Amy, you want, you want to get into that? Pardon me, we're having a small problem. Uh, oh, oh, no, no. You can talk to us. We're here for you. We're here I for need you. to know about Luke and Rachel because I, it, you, you tell me, you tell me. I just want to listen to your thoughts. I just, he seems happy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's just, you know, look, when you have a character like Rachel with a history of abandoning and running scared repeatedly, then that's what's going to happen. You know, that's what they're training the audience to expect it and to get ready yeah. for it. Cause no matter how good it gets, it's coming again. Um, and that's basically how I feel about it. And he's, you know, he's, he's being very guarded because he, my God, I mean, how can he, it's, here, here's the thing that confuses me and I played it. Uh -huh. Is he in love with Rachel or is he in love with Lorelai? And I yep. think, I think that he is trying. I think there are residual feelings for Rachel that he mm -hmm. can't avoid but they aren't as deep as his feelings right. for Lorelai. And he's, there's, he has no choice, but life has thrown him this, yep. you know, this sort of situation and he's doing the best he can with it because, you know, he's not a, he's not a jerk. He's not going to be mean yep. to Rachel. Yep. Right. So he's kind of hanging in there as a, as much of a friend and, and a lover and a, and a boyfriend yep. as he can, because it's almost like an obligation. It's the right thing to do, but. So accurate. I think you're, I think that is exactly what, how it landed to me. Mm -hmm. And that when Rachel was on the scene, there was no Lorelai yet. We know that we know the timeline's right. a little fishy and maybe they had briefly met whatever. So, so Rachel leaves him right. and he was heartbroken about it. And we know that we know the town has made it clear to us that you were heartbroken. Mm -hmm. So when you're heartbroken, all you want is if she would just come back to me, if she would just come back to me, if she would just come back to me. Well, interestingly enough, she did. So he's like, ah, this is what I wanted. But little did you know, during that time, you fell in love with somebody else mm -hmm. way more, way deeper. But it's still like, it's not a thing yet. So it's like, I think he's happy with Rachel. And it seems very comfortable and very real and authentic and genuine. And they really do love each other. Day late and a dollar short. Yep. And he, she's not his soulmate anymore. Nope, not no and more. he knows it, which is why you're not even that stressing about when she's going to leave. Right. You're just kind of like, she's going to go. Right. That is, that is not a man in love. You can tell at the movie theaters too about like, they kind of had a little PDA, but then he would turn back and look at Lorelai and then Lorelai would look at him and you know, you can tell exactly <laughs> what you just said, right. just in that scene alone. Right. right. And like we talked about, you're not going to like, 
kiss her in the stock room. She's not going to kiss you in the stock room. There's none of that. It's not like it's going to be scandalous. It's just like, I guess, just like you've been waiting for Lorelai through Max and Lord knows who else is coming. She's got to do the same for you. And it's just, these two are going to be waiting. I think Lorelai allows Luke to be who he really is. And, and Lorelai accepts him for what he is. And he gets frustrated and a little angry and a little curmudgeonly. And she delights in that. She likes that. And he's a different person with Rachel. And I just feel like, I don't think he's putting on an act with Rachel. I just think he's kind of out of his comfort zone with her now. I have a question. There was something that I didn't totally get in this episode. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I wanted to get it. I knew it was important. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why am I not understanding this? The very last scene, Lorelai and Rory are drinking the coffee. And they both say, does this taste different to you? Yeah. Can you explain to me what that was, what that meant? What was that? That she's, Rachel's not being a good influence on Luke. He's off center. He's, he's not as sure of himself. He, you know, his world, whatever his world was before Rachel or getting over Rachel and kind of, you know, flirting around with Lorelai and almost popping the, you know, you want to go out question on several, several times. Um, is that's who he is. That's he's solidly feet on the ground. That's him. And he loves her and he's pining for her. He's not thinking about Rachel. (laughs) I mean, he might think about her in passing, but I don't, I think his mind is occupied with scenarios of his future with Lorelai. I do. And he really, truly, truly deeply loves her. Mm-hmm. All to the point where he's standoffish uh, somewhat and really having to build up the courage and take the chance that she'll yeah. say no, because that takes a lot of guts. I mean, the more you like a girl, the the, the more of a coward you become in s- certain situations because you don't want to hear that no. And I think he's in that place with, 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 with Lorelai, obviously. But with Rachel, it's like he's not himself. He's not being himself. It's not a version of him that ever was going to work out with her. And I think maybe he's realizing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He had to be a certain way to please her. That's not him. Maybe that's part of the reason that she left because it's not right. She left because it just, she didn't feel right in the dynamic. He didn't feel right in that dynamic. There was something, you know, there were a couple of false notes being hit there. So, you know, mm-hmm. why, if, if it was so great, why is she running off? I mean, and plus, you know, she wanted to travel and the whole thing and he never wants yeah. to leave the town, but, but, but yeah, the coffee indicates that the coffee that tastes different indicates that uh, some, some, you know, obviously something's a little off here. Yes, something's yeah. a little off, and that gives Lauren hope and and concern yeah. for her friend who she loves, because is she doing the right thing by right. carrying out Rachel's requests to sort of close the deal for her? It's a kind of a strange dynamic she finds herself very, in. Very, very weird. Right? Now she yeah. realizes that she probably shouldn't be doing that because the coffee's mm-hmm. off. Luke's not himself. I love him. He's my friend and he maybe he's going to be my boyfriend and may I wish he was. And I wish he'd get the, you know, grow a pair and finally, you know, <laughs> like get over here. Let's, yeah. let's start this thing. Yeah. I, I don't actually, I don't think we're overthinking this. I think that no. everything you're saying is at play. Mm-hmm. There is more going on here than everyone's using in their words. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
I could, I think to myself, am I overthinking this? Am I reading too much into it? It's like, no, I, I think we're analyzing it pretty correctly in that, she wants to do right by you. Yes. She wants you to be happy. Right. She thinks Rachel's making you happy. So she wants to do that where there is that other part of her. That's like, it, it, you just see it all in the stock room. Right. And, unless there's right. something standing in your way. Right. Right. But in the, but in the, the, the coffee that's a little off, that's a signal to Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Rachel's not right for him. Mm-hmm. And that gives her concern and hope. She is perfectly cast though. God, I think yeah. her, what's her name? Lisa Ann Hadley. Right. She is cast so well because she is so pretty. Yeah. She looks nothing like Lorelai. Right. She's, you really do like her. Right. You can't she, not like her. Right. Yeah. She's lovely. And so it's like, God, they really found the perfect person to play that part. Yeah. Because even that the dragonfly and all of it seems like, you know, I think she's befriending Lorelai for for the right reasons as opposed to keep your enemies closer. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like she wants to be friends with her and she doesn't seem threatened by her. It, 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 it forces her to question a lot of what Luke wants in his life and therefore what she wants in her life. Does mm-hmm. she want him more? Does she want him left? But the thing... Yeah, because she's so such a different person. I found the exchanges between Rachel and 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 Lorelai to be kind of awkward and forced, and I didn't think that they melded well as people, you know. And I also don't feel the chemistry between between Rachel and Luke. I feel it well with with Lorelai. I thought about that too. So when you when when Luke comes up to the apartment mm-hmm. to put them something in the safe, he says hi. You know, a cute high, but they don't like kiss. There, there's not a ton of affection. Mm-mm. I don't have. We, have we even seen them kiss? I'm trying to remember. Do you know what the problem is? Do you know what Rachel can't compete with? And she's all that in a bag of chips in terms of her positivity and her glowing, clean scrubbed uh, uh, nature. Uh, just a just a beautiful soul through and through. Is that there's no darkness in her. Right. There's no edge. There's no sarcasm. And there's, there's a ton of darkness and edge in Luke and in Lorelai, mm-hmm. but they are yeah. com- from completely different worlds. So they yeah. seem, I mean, is it? Yeah. Especially in that scene. That's a perfect when, note. I think that's a, you're, you're right. When he came into his apartment and said, what are you doing here? I mean, they just, they fall into their rhythm like that, like they're yeah. together. Like they belong together almost. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're two puzzle pieces that totally fit. Yeah. Whereas she, Rachel is the shiny object Mm -hmm. that you say, like, you should like her. Look at her (laughs) on paper. She's great. Right. But it's like, in reality, it's not about what's on paper. Luke's tough. He's a tough guy. But Lorelai's really tough. Mm -hmm. She's as tough as she is. He is. It just seems like their connection is so deep it now, is. too. It is. I think when we come back, I do need to talk to you about Luke's apartment, though, because this was really our first time getting to see that. And boy, did I analyze it differently watching it this time than I did the last, you know, four times I've seen this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I couldn't help because we did get a, you know, we know that the sledgehammer scene is coming. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh my God, this but apartment. Yeah, yeah, I, that's, that's one of the things I most strongly identify with Luke as, as a person. Yes. It's just that having a place that's convenient. 
Doesn't matter yeah. if it's glitzy. It's got to be convenient, and that is. That's why he sleeps there. Anyway, uh, you want to take a, a simple? Yeah, he, you're, Luke's a simple guy. Simple, yeah. I do the same thing. To the horror of my wife, I do the same thing. Like, let's say we're looking for <laughs> another place in a vacation spot, right? And there's the mansions that nobody can afford, and then there's sort of the the lesser mansions that still nobody can afford now. And, <laughs> and then, like, hey, look at this dump. It's it's right by the lift. <laughs> she's like, she said, like, are well, you effing kidding me? We're not going there. <laughs> you know what that I mean? is Luke. That is yes, Luke. And as we know, it here's is. what's interesting. It, but it's and right there. You roll out of bed, you slap on the skis, you, you go. It hasn't been revealed to us so much yet, but Luke has money. Yeah. Luke is living there by choice, yeah. not because he has to. That's all he can afford. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, no. He doesn't want the, he doesn't want the inconvenience and the bills and the responsibility of a real house. It's a big, you know, it's a big nut to bite off, man. It's just yeah. it's 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 and it's constant. So he's being smart, right? What the hell yeah. does he need? He's, you know, his dad left him a, a perfect situation, a business yeah. and a place to crash. Let's break down the apartment. Let's break down the apartment when we come back. All right. So we'll, we we will be back in a new segment on our show. It's going to be apartment breakdown. We're getting into a little <laughs> real estate discussion too. And uh, that's a new angle for Gilmore Girls. Let's talk about real estate. We go from Luke to, to, to Emily Gilmore's mensch. All right. We'll be back after these words. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. For the best coffee in the world at the best price for a specialty coffee, go to ScottyP.com for your Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee. That's right. That's my company, ScottyP.com, for the best grade one specialty coffee beans direct from plantations and co-ops micro roasted european style u.s manufactured and packaged fair trade assurance quality control the best coffee at the best price on planet earth scottyp.com s-c-o-t-t-y-p.com all right everybody we're back we're going to talk about luke's apartment what's the deal with luke's apartment okay. let's let's, so let's let, let, go ahead is there no bathroom door? Because I really could <laughs> yes, see the there, toilet. There's a bathroom door. She had the, she had the door open because the, the photos were drying. She <laughs> okay. was hanging on those photos. The So what is your... So give me Scott's thoughts on Luke's apartment. It's the perfect place. It's convenient. It's right there. He wakes up, he goes downstairs. And he, nobody can really vandalize his place because he's right upstairs and nobody knows that. <laughs> They're not going to get away with anything. I mean that's that's his world. He's protecting his world. He's 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 right there. I relate to that so strongly. His apartment is very Luke. It's not it's not gross, Mm-mm. but it's not fabulous. I had an apartment like that uh, when I got the show, and then I stayed in that apartment for three years until my accountant was screaming at me saying, "You got to buy a house, or you're going to have to write a huge check to the government." I said, "All right, now it's time to Do buy a house." Call- apartment a studio would we call it a studio that is a studio a apartment. Loft? yes no that's studio? a that's a studio maybe it's a studio well loft i mean it's above yeah maybe it's a studio loft yeah good studio yeah so it's got the kitchen it's yep. got the bathroom mm-hmm. there's definitely the bed mm-hmm. which was interesting because mm-hmm. that was like oh my god that's where luke sleeps and it had like the one pillow and then it had that sort of chair pillow mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. it you know what i'm talking about you know those pillows that are like chair pillows you know they have arms then he's got the couch so it's not itty bitty no it's not so small it's not big oh it's perfect it's perfect for one person or two people who like each other yeah (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) it's not a roommate type of situation it's like where lovers can be there and 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 who did the curtains luke did the curtains and did you do that as a touch for rachel I think that is, you know what that is? That's a question for our audience to email us about because they probably know because they know everything. So that's the question. What's the deal with the curtains, people? And I also want to know how they interpreted the coffee scene we were talking about. Because right. I think you're pretty much nailing it, but I want to see if anybody else has different thoughts. So, okay, Riley and Danielle, what do you think of the apartment? It screamed dude to me, but very, very, in, in a good way, not in a, like a gross, crusty way. And like a, oh, a guy definitely lives here, you know? Crusty. 
I definitely agree. It was it was very minimal, minimal and easy, like quick access. It was very dude like. Skis, skis and boots right there at the front door. Rory and Lorelai's <laughs> is just filled with 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 crazy crap. Yeah, but that's a home. That's a warm, loving home filled with. But they with, like clutter. I mean, come on. Yeah, Rory and Lorelai like clutter. It's yeah, but they're you know they're. That's a loving home filled with memories and filled with memorabilia of their memory. You know, it's 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 a nice, warm space. It really is. And it's not, that's not a big, that's not a big place. It's got a foyer. It's got a living room. It's downstairs, a bedroom downstairs and a kitchen downstairs. And then a couple yeah, of bedrooms and upstairs. And then the, yeah, it's that's not, it. uh, it's not huge. That's, 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 you know, it has that nice front yard though. Right. How epic going backwards to this episode was the Charlie's Angels plates though. Oh God. <laughs> She's all, it's easy to find a Kate Jackson. You know, it's hard. A Tonya Roberts. Like I was just no. like, and it's going over these young people's heads but for me like charlie's angels is just everything it's such a relief to see emily in her element with her granddaughter and to just imagine what she really wanted for lorelei and how she wanted to be with lorelei and it you know it gives it this sort of tragic proportion to it but it's it's nice to see emily in a good mood i love seeing her Mm. She goes, oh, I really, after, after leaving Mrs. Kim, she goes, oh, I like that woman. And, and, oh, I love this street. Look at that. I mean, she's just, everything's glowing for her now. And in her tennis shoes, in her tennis shoes. What about when Emily gets upset when she sees the shed and she goes running off and Rory's like, was it the teriyaki? (laughs) Did she say that? Remember they went to like, was it teriyaki Joe's? Teriyaki Joe's, yeah. yeah. And you can tell Emily's running. Was it the teriyaki? Uh, she looks like a Clydesdale <laughs> in those shoes. The whole thing was so good. Yeah. I mean, there was just so much. And then, you know, we should talk about for a minute your thoughts on Emily creating the room for Rory. I mean, we touched on it briefly, but like. Well, I, you know, I, I wish I had grandparents that did that for me when I was growing up. That would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a, what a beautiful gesture. And again, and again, I said it before, it's just all of her stored up love and affection uh, uh, being thrown upon Rory. And she's the beneficiary of it. She will continue to be the beneficiary of it. Um, and it's amazing how that can provoke Lorelai. I mean, something so good natured and so positive for her daughter puts her in conflict with her, with her own mother. I mean, it's, it's, it's just such a... Such a circle, um, but I think I think it was a wonderful gesture. I think it's a. I I, I really really like Emily. I really like mm-hmm. her. I know she's overbearing, and I know she made some mistakes with Lorelai, and Lorelai had no choice. I get it, but man, I really like her. I really like her. She's a fighter, man. She's 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 tough, and that's where Lorelai gets it. She gets that steel from her mother, you know, that backbone of iron, and that's where Rory gets it. I mean, that's. That's that's handed down from 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 uh, from Emily. So it's 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 just wonderful to see. It's re- it's really yeah. wonderful to see Emily also deflect all of the negativity and jokes and shtick and vaudeville quips coming at, <laughs> at her from Lorelai. <laughs> Five bar. <laughs> 
three. And there it is. <laughs> it's like, it's like, man, I mean, it's just like what she gets away, what she's tolerating yeah. to spend time with her granddaughter, spending the money, paying for the college, getting her way. Yeah. Um, good for her. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really rooting for her. I love having Emily in Stars Hollow. I, and I know I said it, but the scene with Emily and Mrs. Kim is just so great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really is. And you see the genius of both of them. You're like, God, Mrs. Kim rocks too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couple of tough ladies, you know, good business women yeah. going at it. And Emily is just having a good time with Rory. Right. It's really sweet. And, and Emily and Michelle, I mean, I know we talked about it, but they, of course, those two would immediately love each other. But she, but she, but she never, you know, Emily never got to enjoy Lorelai up to a certain point, And then it was done right. over. You know, by the time Lorelai was 14, yeah. 15 years old, they were having massive conflict to the point where she went out. and. Well, yeah, we and we learned that when Trix was here, that that Emily cannot take anybody getting in the way of her having this relationship right. with Rory. Right. It's her whole life right. now. Yes. Imagine how good that makes her feel. Yeah. Your granddaughter. Oh, oh my God. And, and yeah. such a. I mean, and and I mean, talk about uh, a person with such unlimited potential in Rory. I mean, she must feel yeah. so proud and she's going to contribute to totally her education. Right. It's like it's like everything I tried to do in my own family with my niece. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and it's and it's, you know, it's a wonderful she's just having the time of her life. She's having these wonderful experiences with Rory, getting closer and closer, to her, spending more time with her. That's ah, wonderful to see. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I know we have to wrap up and do some pop culture, but I know that what we saw in this episode is just teeing up what happens mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. It's like, buckle up. Really? Oh, yeah. Right, I'm going to try not to watch it today. Yeah, I, I, I peeked ahead and it was like, All right. oh, my. All right. Take wow. it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Don't get, don't give up the ghost. It's don't. just getting better and better. Right, you know, right. let me ask you this before we before we do pop culture. Mm-hmm. And I know that everyone talks about how Amy and Dan weren't there for season seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know how year two, three are never as good as year one. With Gilmore Girls, would you say it got better and better and better? I don't know. I can't. I honestly can't answer that. Because I haven't seen the episodes. And now, I mean, I'm seeing these episodes for the first time and they are mind-blowingly good, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but it's, uh, it's, it's, real. it's time to wake up. Time to wake up. <laughs> I wake up to that every morning at 6.30, by the way. Okay. Literally, that alarm is telling us, like, it's, like it's, it's time 6:30, to 6.30 and then yeah. 10 minutes later, right? 6.40 and then 6.50 and then 6.57 and then I go get my boy, right? I go into his bedroom and say, come on, let's go, buddy. <laughs> my wife's sort of like, uh. I think I was listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast and he's interviewing Michael Keaton, who I like have a huge love for Michael Keaton uh-huh. and Michael Keaton's alarm went off during it, but he has that guitar strum one. <laughs> And you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> so good. How revealing you're. Who doesn't time. love an alarm going off during um, a podcast? Um, anyway, uh, yeah. we obviously 
you know, I, I'm I'm enjoying you watching it for the first time because it does get even better. I, I can't imagine if how it can even get better because it's just my God, it's just it's so intricate. It's so interwoven. It's just growing and growing and growing. You'll see. Oh, my God. Nah. Highly addictive show. Highly it addictive. Is. I know. It's so hard yeah. not to let the Netflix just roll I know. the next one. That's, that's so what hard. I want to do. So after I get off of this, I'm like clearing the schedule. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so yeah, good. just cancel all my appointments. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Emily's on the, well, you know, Emily's feeling good and I want to feel good too. <laughs> What do you mean? What are you talking about? Come to dinner. I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Leave me alone. <laughs> now I get it, right? It's like, I want to have it on the background all the time. I know. That's the same thing with me, but yet it's two in the morning. And I'm like, I think I can do one more. Really? I think I can do one really? more. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, not yeah, there yet, but I'm getting there. Late at night. I'm getting there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, everybody. I'm going to be in New York City at the Javits Center October 7th and 8th. That's a Thursday and a Friday at the New York Comic Con, the revered New York Comic Con. Big event. Javits Center, New York City, October 7th and 8th. If you want tickets, come by and say hello. I will be there October 7th and 8th, Thursday and Friday. Go to NewYorkComicCon.com and get tickets. Also, you can go to my website, ScottyP.com, and click the link and get tickets as well. Hope to see everybody. Looking forward. All right, Riley. All right, right, Riley, you're on. Now, Riley, bring your A game because why don't you read the comments? Because they they need more from you. I I will give A plus plus everything I have in this. I might need to take a nap after. It's coming at you. Let's see. Fire. All right, I'm Riley, and this is your pop culture. So first, we have the title itself. Emily in Wonderland. So we've talked about Alice in Wonderland on this podcast before, but here are a couple more fun facts. So Alice was a real girl and was the daughter of author Carol's boss, Henry. And Queen Victoria was a fan of Carol and even suggested that he dedicate his next work to her. Lane refers to Emily and Kim bargaining back and forth, and Lane says, it's like watching the Williams sisters. You can't think of women's tennis without naming sisters Venus and Serena Williams. Serena and Venus are two of five girls in their family. Will Smith is set to play Richard Williams' father to tennis icons Venus and Serena Williams in a new movie called King Richard. And Serena married and started a family along with Alexis Ohanian, the co-founder of Reddit. Sookie compares Rune's stay at Jackson's to the movie The Lost Weekend. The Lost Weekend, which is about an alcoholic's four-day drinking binge, which seems to drag on forever. Lorelai says, I thought he was only here for a weekend. And Sookie says, The Lost Weekend. So The Lost Weekend is a 1945 drama. Billy Wilder claimed the liquor industry offered Paramount Pictures $5 million to not only release the film, but he also suggested that he would have accepted the offer to him. He would have accepted the offer himself personally. And to prepare for the part, Ray Milland spent one night in Bellevue Hospital as a patient. He also stopped eating regularly, as, a, as alcoholics forget to do so. Lorelai says, I don't know exactly what's going on in Rachel's head because I'm not a Vulcan. We have talked about the Vulcans and their grip, but here are a couple more fun facts. Beginning in the original series, the character Spock was able to mind meld by touching another being's head and share thoughts. Vulcans have their own language in the Star Trek universe, so English was dubbed over the Vulcan translation. And an interesting twist, Adam Nimoy directed season one, episode three, Kill Me Now of Gilmore Girls, and his father, Leonard, played Spock in the original Star Trek. Little blend of two worlds there. Lorelai makes this reference as Emily is becoming more casual, which we've talked about. Lorelai says, I can't picture you at Teriyaki Joe's or in jogging shoes. What's up, working girl? Working Girl is a 1988 American romantic comedy drama film starring Melanie Griffith and Harrison Ford. No one expected it to be the hit it was. Melanie Griffith has admitted that she found her co-star Alec Baldwin, who plays her cheating ex-boyfriend Mick, extremely attractive and even went so far as to pursue a romantic relationship with the actor. Brother Stephen Baldwin used to be famous for his acting 
and now is known in pop culture as Haley Bieber's father. Oh, that's right. So true. <laughs> so true. That's right. L- Lorelai says, the old potting shed? That's where Rory and I lived when she was a baby. It has memories and a little rosebud wallpaper. I don't want Boo Radley touching my rosebud wallpaper. <laughs> she refers to Boo Rune as Boo Radley. Kill a Mockingbird. Exactly. Boo mm. Radley is a character from Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. Actor Robert Duvall played yeah. Boo Radley in the 1962 film interpretation. Can I just can I just interject here? That was of one course. of the more uh, terrifying moments of my childhood when uh, my parents and I and my sisters were watching To Kill a Mockingbird, and we'd watch it every year. It was like a it was a yearly ritual. But that first time that. Um, I guess in the courtroom, right? Is that the first time you see Robert Duvall as, as Boo Radley? <clears throat> Just gave me nightmares. What a, what a great performance by a, by a great actor. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. To look so creepy, actually, he stayed out of the sun for six weeks and dyed his hair blonde for the role of Boo Radley. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily calls Rory to ask big questions. We later find out as to for her room. Emily says, sunflowers it is. Now. What about music? In sync or 98 degrees? Emily says, what about that other group? The Backside Boys. <laughs> she ended up going with the 90 degrees poster. Which was, maybe that was all they could clear. Maybe it was clearance. So, in sync, 98 degrees, and actually Backstreet Boys. These three groups are what you think of when thinking of boy bands. In a crazy twist, AJ McLean, Lance Bass, and Nick Lachey all presented at the VMAs this year. The boy band throwback we all needed. Yeah, boy bands just don't go away. They're like cockroaches. They keep coming back and dancing better than ever. What a nice thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. I'm a big boy band fan, but like they don't go away. Like those guys have all been around for like 30 years now. Was was Nick Carter in one of those boy bands? Yeah, he's a backside boy. So so let me tell you, I I was, you know, I get, I do uh, personal appearances and I was uh, requested for a private birthday party for some, uh, a very lovely uh, uh, heiress type person from another country. Nancy. Yes. So they fly you in the whole deal. And uh, she just loves Saw so much. <laughs> and I thought I was the main gig. I thought I was it. Oh, my nah. God. <laughs> I was a warm up act for Nick Carter. And Nick Carter showed up and. With my producer on guitar, by the way. Oh, so Nick performed. Nick oh, performed a, a set with a guitar and a sort of little legit, uh, a legit couple guitars and acoustic guitars and I think a drum machine. And he was fantastic. Yeah, those guys can all sing. Oh, he can sing his ass off. He can sing his backside yeah. boys off. Yeah. <laughs> They're really called the Backstreet. I know I'm just going but the, with, but, I'm going but with Emily. It, great songs. And he was, I mean, what a performer. Yeah, he can sing. Those guys can all sing. Oh, but I mean, but just just how he performed, and she was enthralled, and she's like, you know, she'd look at me and go, "What are you doing here?" (laughs) (laughs) No, those guys are all around still. He was great. Everybody, yeah. (laughs) I was clapping my hands along with everybody else, man. I was like, "Go, Nick!" Every band she said. Yeah. 90 Degrees in Sync Backstreet Boys yeah. is still totally relevant today. Yeah. Like literally 90 Degrees just released an album. 
Uh, Backstreet Boys are still totally touring and releasing. They just were nominated for a Grammy mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then NSYNC, everybody's just waiting for the reunion. Mm-hmm. Justin's like, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> oh, he was Timberlake. involved with Justin. Timberlake is NSYNC. Justin Bieber was involved with. Not the- Bieber, Timberlake. Oh, the old okay. Justin. Oh, Timberlake. He, he was involved with these these kids? He was in sync. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I, well, I thought he was in a group with Britney. What, what, didn't they have like the Britney and Justin? <laughs> oh my God, Scott is putting a dagger through my 90s heart well, wouldn't, right now. Didn't they have like a Sonny and Cher? Didn't they have their own show like Sonny no, and Cher? No, Justin dated Britney. Like, well, why did they, they always wore denim together. Everybody was wearing yes, denim. Yes, it's, That's an, an iconic photo. But they were dating. They weren't in a band. Th- they didn't have a band together? That was an outfit they wore by choice. I have no idea. <laughs> I gotta read. I gotta do some reading. Clearly, I gotta. I gotta bone yeah. up on my. You do. Just, Boy band history. Jeez. Anyway. Speaking of great singers, uh, Rory and Lorelai are walking down the street, and Lorelai is upset about wanting a real connection with Emily. And Rory says, "Can I ask you a question?" Lorelai says, "Yes, I would date Steven Tyler." <laughs> okay. I was. I was debating whether or not I'd tell the story, but no, I'll wait, tell wait, it. no, wait, 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 no. But what did what did Rory say? Rory says, "Can I ask you a question?" Whose answer wouldn't horrify me? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's what I will say about Steven Tyler. Uh-huh. Number one, he's the nicest he is. man on the planet. I've met him. I've met him, yeah. So I am not I'm friendly with Steven Tyler because I I also produce Ryan Seacrest show, yeah. and obviously Ryan and Steven are friends. So we were yeah. all on vacation in Lake Tahoe together. And I'm very close with Steven's manager. So we were having a barbecue. So we're like, oh, just come over. So they're going to come by boat on Lake Tahoe. And we're thinking like little, I don't know why. I just thought it was going to be a boat like everyone else has on Lake Tahoe. A tiny little tiny boat. We look out the window and we're like, that's not a boat. Like, <laughs> that's a yacht. Like, what's going on? So we like call them and we're like, do you have a captain on that thing? Like, we can't park that thing. Anyway, long story short, we get them off the boat. Even in his like Tahoe casual Steven is very recognizable mm-hmm. and I'm not making this up. We were walking. He's just a regular dude. So yeah. we're just walking to the market to get hot dogs and hot dog buns. Yeah. I'm not making this up. It's straight on a movie. A kid, a guy, not even a kid, like a man on a bike is biking on the path that we're walking on and literally saw Steven Tyler and almost fell off yeah. the bike. Yeah. People are just like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. So yeah, that's my Steven Tyler story. He's very, uh, you know, he's a man of the people. He likes to be totally. out there with the people. Totally. He's not a stuck up diva guy. He, uh, no, as far as I can tell. He's the coolest. Yeah. He Dude, just, no. he just wanted a hot dog bun. Like he just couldn't have been happier, but he, you, he, he cannot be inconspicuous. Like that's the thing. Right. He just is immediately doesn't matter if there's a hat or glasses, right. nothing. He's it's one of the like, great front men in rock history. He's not shy. He's not a <laughs> he's shy <amazing>. guy. <laughs> yeah. A couple of fun facts about Steven Tyler. Ugh. He has his own line of scarves called Rock Scarf. Didn't and that, he has said in an interview that he can live off of a good compliment for two months. Wow. Very sweet. All right, so our last one coming in hot is Emily and Rory talking about Charlie's Angels, which we've discussed a little bit, but the actual quotes are, Emily says, there are women in bikinis on them, talking about the plates. And Rory says, the original Charlie's Angels, it took us years to complete a set. 
Who's your favorite angel? Your favorite Charlie's angel of the OG original Charlie's angels? Farrah Fawcett. Obviously, me too. Yeah. Me too. I mean, by a mile. By a bajillion miles. All great. They're all great. And, you know, wow, wow, wow. But Farrah Fawcett yeah. was, you know, the, Agreed. Bo- the bomb. Jacqueline Smith is as lovely today as yeah. she was in the 70s. Yeah. But if I could ever get my hair to look like Farrah Fawcett, <laughs> I'd be such a happy gal. Yeah. Farrah Fawcett. Oh, I, I, I didn't have her poster on my bedroom wall. The red bathing suit yeah, one? Yeah, didn't, didn't. Uh, but I, I knew people that did. Nor did I, but I still love her hair. <laughs> <laughs> She was amazing. Fun fact about that poster. Um, the leading ladies were asked to do a promotional poster for the show, but only Fawcett agreed to do it. And the poster sold over 12 million copies yep. long before the show's pilot episode even hit the TV yeah. screen. Yeah. Did she get, I guess she got a piece of that, huh? Oh, yeah. She made probably. bank. More red bathing suits. Yeah, man. She's just iconic. Yep. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to start Googling photos of her hair right after this. <laughs> The show aired from 1976 to 1981, and at the time of the show was known for having the largest wardrobe budget. The show had about $22,000 for wardrobe for each episode. Oh. Hmm. Back then, that was a lot of money. A lot of Kind of like your Gilmore Girls wardrobe budget. Oh, wait. No. You wore like the same shirt and the same My one. budget? You know, just, once, a, once a year. Or no, no, no. Actually, a couple times a year. I would go back to my trailer and there would be 20 flannel shirts with a note. <laughs> Scott, please try these on. Let us know what you like. That's it. That's it. That, that Because I wore my jeans. No, they had, they had jeans for me that I wore, but I wore them home. And then I wore, that's all I did mm-hmm. is I wore those all year. I had my, my boots that they gave me and I wore them home. Right. I left the hat there. I left the flannel there. It, it was so easy. Good. What a gig. So good. What a great yeah, gig. Yeah, seriously, you had yeah. it made and it's like if i had to do the second time during the year there'd be 20 more shirts i'd be like again you know (laughs) (laughs) and the poor girls it's like every day there's like 20 things i gotta go through and try on and and did you have like two of each probably because if you spilled Uh, probably yeah i think so probably assume yeah i don't know yeah yeah they kept it the budget was pretty uh tight on your your wardrobe it's like (laughs) so easy yeah. I, 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 I didn't cost them much, I'll tell you. I no, because oh, was... they weren't even like that fancy of flannels. Yeah. They were your basic old flannel. Okay, my favorite line I already did, and I don't know why it tickled me so much, but it's when Kirk's like, <clears throat> and Lorelai's just like, you got a cold, Kirk. I just, for some reason, I don't know. It was a it. great scene. <laughs> you want to try that in with final bottle of the center of meta <laughs> Don't be driving a tractor. That was like, a make great you Kirk moment. That's like one of my favorite Kirks so far. Really good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Good for a laugh. Good for a laugh. What do you got, Riley? My favorite line is from Lorelai, and she says, I'm sorry. I missed the checkered flag. When did the argument start? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danielle. My favorite was uh, already said by Emily when she goes, what about the back, backside boys? <laughs> so I'll give you another one. This one's from Lorelai, and it's kind of in the beginning of the episode, but she goes, I don't know. Maybe it got lost in my big head after they were talking about Lorelai having a big head right. as a baby. Oh, my God. Wait, was this the episode where Luke says, here's your breakfast without eyes? 
Yes. 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 That was the title. That's the title we used for this podcast episode. Yes. Oh my God, of course. Yes. That's such a good one. She didn't want the pan- she didn't want the eggs on top of her pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great bit, by the way. Yeah. That whole scene was so good. Yeah. Did you give your, Amy, did you give your favorite? Um, yeah, I'm still, I, I, I am reconsidering that it could be, here's your breakfast, no eyes, but I also like, you got a cold, Kirk. So this one had a lot. So wait a minute, you, you get to go twice. I haven't even gone yet. What's so the sorry, deal? So What's going on here? So it's like, you could no, be, I'm so bossy. it's like I'm getting robbed. I mean, it's like, where's my opportunity? Just go <laughs> ahead and step in. Go ahead. Jesus. Um. I don't know. I, I'm on the fence. I like I like the uh, I like the Michelle line when Rune says uh, it wasn't exactly a highlight of my life, and then and then uh, Michelle says, and "I'm sure there's so many to choose from." <laughs> <laughs> he slays me. That guy slays me, man. I, he, he can come on for one scene and just kill me. I love that guy. I love that character. Am I right that we only have two episodes left of season one? I can't even. Is that true? I think that's right. I just can't even I'll check it. while you wrap it up. That is correct. Huh? Oof. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Crazy. What an episode. All right, kids. I think we uh I think we talked this one out pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I, and we'll get some feedback on those we, questions. We need to we need to get we, we rode that hard and put it away well. We need to get this horse <laughs> in the barn, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I got bigger fish to fry, buddy. That's my, my alarm tells me. Bigger fish to fry. Uh, all right. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening in. You're the best fans on the planet. We love you. Keep sending the comments. We can take it. Yeah. We've got thick skins yeah. at this point. We have leathery, saddly, old west skins from your very constructive, very, very appreciated comments, whether they're negative or positive. We don't we don't discriminate. We learn, we evolve, we reconstruct, we And next week is PSI L What? PSI L Excuse me? <laughs> PSI L what are you talking about? That is next week's episode. That's the name of the episode, PSI Love. PSI Love. PSI Love. What are you even saying? You're (laughs) freaking me out right now. When you watch it, you'll find out. That's the name of the episode, PSI (laughs) Love. What? P.S. Yes. Like, I love. Oh, PSI Love. Okay. (laughs) I I thought you were speaking a different language. What the heck are you doing? You need to set that alarm off again. All right, everybody. Thank you. You're the best, best fans on the planet. And, uh, oh, man, I need to eat something. All right, everybody. P.S. I love. P.S. I love everyone. I love you. And uh, I'm Scott Patterson. This is the Ball Club. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Riley. Um, and we'll we'll see you next time. Uh, I'm Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast from iHeartRadio 111 Productions. Stay safe, everyone.
don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.